0: This is game four and the fight for elimination game. Uh, One of many, I hope. But uh yeah, so you know, going into this game, you know, personally, you know, I I kind of felt like I was throwing them under the bus a little bit, like morally. I felt like just the way they've been playing the last few games, I just I couldn't see that fight in them. And um, you know, personally I I just didn't think we were gonna take this one. I, I was you know happy to see we did and i i think it's fair to say we deserved that game like we yeah say,
1: in say we in, in your defense my defense and everyone else who basically wrote this off there was nothing from this series that was convincing in terms of effort you know like game 2 they played well but they still couldn't get much done and then you know the other games, one and three, were just abysmal in terms of yeah. effort. It wasn't even like we had bad puck luck, and it wasn't any of that. It was really like there was no drive, yeah. there was no will. There's no jump. in This our this game was very different. You know, we, we talked a lot about physicality. Um, I mean, one thing they were highlighting in between both intermissions was how many times Kucherov and Point got hit. Which of you guys uh, listening to our game three podcast? I think I went on like like a minute and a half rant about how like if everyone doesn't hit they shouldn't play and so um let's just talk about very briefly you know a lot of lineup changes yeah so what were your thoughts
0: going into that first off so
1: i was there's kind of like two schools of thought that i I basically had i was there's one of like you've you've kind of ridden this wave all the way here like is this time to change things up but also clearly this isn't working the thing is i still thought it was an effort issue rather than a uh strategic issue so I mean how, is, is there anything
0: yeah no that's how I felt I you know I, I I rather him do it before the game rather than shuffle it during the game, and I'm happy he didn't shuffle anything during at all during the, the last three games, but you no know, I was skeptical going in because it was so clearly a defensive issue that I didn't know um, what that was going to do, but at the same time, like, what else are we going to do? I mean, like, there's, it, it, you know, the, the effort's got to be there. And, and if it's not, maybe you got to shake it up with the lineups. And, you know, yeah, clearly and, it worked. You and, know, it worked for Anderson. I, I, that line is yeah, much better I, than I thought it would have been.
1: Yeah. I, I also I have to say this just, you know, I'm not, we're obviously, we're not in a position of authority of any kind, but, you know, shame on anyone who put the pressure on Ducharme to mention Carey Price. The fact that he had to come out and make a public statement. Saying that Kerry Price would be the starter in net, I know, like, that's crazy. You can't possibly question this guy. I know. First With of all, the defensive game, and, you know, and just like, just, just and, for, and forgetting in our defensive game, just the fact of what he's done the whole yeah. playoffs is like, really, you're gonna put Jake Allen in? Yeah. Like, Jake Allen. Great goalie in his own respect. He's not Carey Price. No, I mean, and there's we, a reason why he's not Carey we
0: Price. We wouldn't have survived Vegas, and specifically, we wouldn't have survived Toronto. Well,
1: so that's it. So I just, I just wanted to say that in defense of Carey Price because I mean, what you know would, what? Would he
0: come out with? He came out with he's a 941. A 941 yeah. yeah, so much more Carey-like game, and yeah. I think. I think it's just because, you know, he played very similar to the last three games. We just, we, it's just we gave it's, him support. There was just far less slot chances in yeah. general. They were still there, especially in the first period. I noticed there must have been like an adjustment period. But I counted probably half the chances in a slot that they had in the last three games. Absolutely. And that's that's basically it. I mean... He's been playing fine. Like, yeah, maybe one or two that he should have had, but look at Vasilevsky's goal. Well, that's career. it. And
1: both the goals against Carey Price tonight were, were basically well, yeah. empty nets. Like, mm-hmm. was, he would have to make highlight reel saves. Yeah. And, you know... This isn't the
0: team he's going to get those against. It's
1: well, that's it. Possible. You got... It was just... And, again, Tampa Bay held the two goals. I'm not complaining. What did the amount of penalties we killed, too? Well, that's it. We I think we went five for five or six for six. Yeah. So, like, these it weren't... Was, uh, uh, yeah, we were 5 for 5 on the penalty kill. Um just just to discuss the So yeah, I want to take the lines one by one here. So we'll start with the one that you mentioned, Anderson, Suzuki, Caulfield, obviously. You know, from the beginning of the season, uh, we'd been talking about the, you know, when Caulfield was going to come over and with the way Anderson plays and kind of his style, it kind of just made sense. And I do hope they roll with this line in the future only because um well for one thing Suzuki and Caulfield should be kind of like handcuffed together they should not be uh separated at all exactly and it's also that you know that we talked about it I think way back in like our first like 10 podcasts somewhere in there but there's there's this head coach and I'll never forget I'll I'll never forget I'll never remember his name but he said when you're building a team you should be building pairs and finding complementary thirds um Suzuki and Caulfield are that pair that should never be apart in terms of the way our futures built and Anderson is just that last piece for that line. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not EA Sports, but like realistically if you think about it, you've got Suzuki, a playmaker, you've got Caulfield, a goal scorer, and you've got That's Anderson, a power forward. forward. It just like it's a it seems like the right match, yeah. you know. It just it feels right, it looks right, yeah, it's a I, good high speed, and it, it justifies Anderson's contract a little yeah, bit more. it
0: does, and, you know, I think what I was worried about going in there was, you know, Suzuki's, like, the reason the guy's such a good player is because he he adapts to the players he plays with, and, you know, a lot of the time throughout the season, I, I was worried about his feet, and, he, you know, he wasn't skating very much, and, but, you know, when you're playing with guys who use speed, all of a sudden he's skating. he's you know, he an thing underrated I was, skater. Yeah, he is an underrated skater, but he, he follows with his line mates. Yeah. But I was also worried a bit about uh, Caulfield with with Anderson. I mean, that's obviously a, a speed mismatch there. But, again, the, the plays that they're running, like, Caulfield's not slow. It's just mm-hmm. he's not fast. Yeah. It's just... The plays they're running doesn't really require Caulfield and Anderson to be together. Like exactly, it, it's Suzuki and Caulfield and Suzuki and Anderson, and and the third guy's there is kind of like a dummy or a, you know, it's just it's another side of the ice that where the chance is being generated. Like I'd be very surprised to see like a, you know, Caulfield Anderson two on 0 kind of thing. Like well, it's that's just and not and the I, way that line.
1: Works. I like Anderson on the left wing a lot because Me he too. likes that power move and yeah. he's a right hand shot, so he can just kind of drive in. I've noticed. When he plays the right side, he's a little bit weaker, you know. That it's just that line and that contract is going to look so much better if yeah. he's in the top six.
0: Well, I, I can't justify having that guy play third
1: line. No, and he was and he was looking like he was in like the fourth
0: line, and not even so much because we we run four lines. It's true, but I, I not the role he was given, like yes. the role he was having in the playoffs. Like I know he was having a rough go, but you know I I can't pay this guy this much for this long to be like a bruiser on the ice. But, that's what that's you it, know so. I. Like we said, new series. Our criticism remains for him for Series one, two, three. Yeah. Tampa, completely different player. He's, I love the way he's forechecked
1: He's playing. four-checked hard. He's got his chances. Yeah. He's clearly scored. As we're yeah. going to get to So, yeah. First period, Anderson gets a goal from Suzuki and Caulfield. Um, Beautiful assist. Great play all around. You know, Caulfield, patient with the puck, waits for Suzuki to get set up. Suzuki, next level, like, hands. Great footwork. And just his vision and his ability to make yeah. that pass... And you know what's underrated is if you watch Anderson on that play, he's at the blue line when Suzuki's at the bottom of the circle. He makes a move to the net that like that that's a like it wasn't an accident. He was making a drive to the net that like that's that's the level of player you need, you know. And so good on him. He's you know woken up a little bit. Um, Yeah. Did you want to go through like the uh, the the scoring and talk about the players as we go, or do you want to actually talk about the lines? Yeah. So,
0: so Tampa, Tampa answered there. Tampa, I mean,
1: it was good. Row scoring. That was an empty net, basically. You know, great play by McDonough. Yeah. Kind of took advantage of a bit of a lazy breakout by Petrie and Edmondson. Yeah. But uh, honestly, like it's, it was frustrating. But like that's the kind of goal Tampa's gonna get. I think they have like an error margin of like point oh 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 one. Yeah. Like you can't make a mistake. Um. Yeah. You want to take the next yeah. goal. Yeah. So
0: then, uh, you know, we. Uh, we'll throw in the map. We'll, we'll throw mm-hmm. in the line change there. So clearly, if you well, you guys all watch, but you know they they kind of, uh, um, you know, I, I guess Gustafsson, you know, clearly wasn't doing it in the last few games, specifically him, and I think Merrill kind of just goes with him in uh, in that regard. So uh, we saw Kulak Romanov pairing on the third pair. Um I was telling Jesse going in, like you know, I. You know, a lot of people calling for Romanoff to play and stuff like that. And, like, I understand you want to see the new guy. I, I personally didn't think it was a good idea in the Stanley Cup Finals to play him against a team he's never played before, against a team where there's, like you said, no m- margin of error. Like, you cannot make a mistake against this team. And, you know, he's a learning young guy, and he's going to make mistakes, and it's just we can't afford an elimination game. It's a, a hard lesson to learn, game. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an elimination game to, to learn those lessons. But, you know, he... I guess they, you know, they really chopped the minutes down and, you know, he got on the board and great wrist shot, uh, starting from that play. What a, what a takeaway from Evans. And then Lekkonen's screen was just incredible. Yeah, he timed that's... that perfectly, but great shot from Romanov and, um, you know, I guess it gave him some confidence. I, you know, we'll definitely see him there next game.
1: Yeah. One thing I did notice is, you know, he, he threw a few hits here and there, but I think he really reined it in, in terms of going for the highlight hits because, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't flying all over the ice. Now, yeah. um, he did get caught. He and Kulak yeah. actually both got caught on the Pat Maroon goal. However, that seemed more of a... Just a, a general turnover than it was like a rookie error yeah. kind of thing. But again, it's a perfect example. You can't make a mistake against yeah. these guys. Well, they're on a very
0: tight leash. Like just to yeah. give you an example, like Joel Edmondson played 28-09 and Alexander Romanov played 11-16. There you go. So it's like, you know, they're... That's what I'm saying, is like there, there's not a huge, you know, risk for them being on the ice, but clearly enough. Like, yep. you know what I mean? But I, I think the way Gustafsson's been playing, we just can't warrant that guy being on the well, ice. Well, that's it's, a yeah. This
1: thing. was more of a promotion um, for yeah. Gustafsson rather than a promotion. At least Romanov. Romanov,
0: if he fucks up, there won't be a hustle issue. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, with Gustafsson, there was a hush, hustle well, issue. Like he just wasn't it. getting to
1: the I hut. And that said, we've said it a million times. I think people need to slightly lower their expectations of Romanov. Um, I you know he could very well end up on the first pair in the future. I don't think okay. that's where his potential lies. I really see him as a solid third defenseman, yeah. like the the go-to guy on the second line, kind too. of like how Petrie plays. You yeah. know, like and I mean, if that's his potential, like, that's phenomenal. Yeah. You know. But people need to stop seeing him as like basically, like, you know, Thomas Chabot or Kale or McCarr. Like, Darlene, like, like this isn't who he is. He was an off the board second round pick because Bergevin did his scouting properly. Yeah,
0: the, you know, these
1: top line defensemen
0: like Dalene and Chabot, like these guys don't really go unnoticed. You know, what I mean, unless there's something clearly wrong. But you know, he's, you know, by all intents and purposes, like I, you know, I, his development's going where it needs to go. I just my my thoughts going into this series was like. You know, I'd rather not play in this playoffs mm-hmm. just because we have such good depth defensively. It's not worth it. And then, uh, moreover, going into the final, like, we're playing against a team that it will just clearly, you know, even our top four, like, Weber and Edmondson, Sherrod, Petrie, they're all getting buried off mistakes. So, I don't want, like, you know, that to lie on a young kid's shoulders like that.
1: That's it. But you know what? He clearly was, you know, ready and, yeah. and willing. So... Credit to him. If he does his job, I won't complain. And, like, you know, we, we will see in the next few years him move up the lineup. But I don't, again, I just want people to kind of understand what he is and yeah. who he is. But anyway, um, yeah, with a minute left, Shea Weber takes a really brutal oh. high-sticking penalty. He shatters uh, Palat's face, basically. Yeah. So it's a four-minute you know, I'm not gonna lie there, I really thought, like, we just did ourselves in.
0: Yeah, I... It was almost, like, poetic, because, yeah. like, it was, like, our captain, like, sinks the ship. And, yeah, like, basically. I, I, you know, four minutes with that power play, like, I just didn't think we were gonna make that, and...
1: But what ended up happening... Two posts, and... Um, all night, actually, was the penalty kill, for the most part, was that fast-moving, aggressive yeah. penalty kill, and it worked. Like, I... I if I see that stagnant one again, like no, I, I, I will credit. drop from a heart attack because like <laughs> it, it, we went five for five against Tampa yeah. Bay. Like this is clearly how you do it.
0: Yeah, and a 4 minute And that, you know, you know, my heart rate uh,
1: yeah.
0: was definitely elevated for that. But um, then, that, uh, that's a tough penalty to take.
1: Though, it like, it is. Like, and I couldn't imagine being Shea Weber. You're essentially sitting there watching the play go by. Yeah. and It's like your
0: season. you're You're hearing the posts. Yeah, and yeah. you're
1: like... Your, your wing, because this is, like, your season ending, right? Yeah. So, it's, like... like he, yeah,
0: because he... Think about it. He went off the ice, and he was, like, that might have been my last play. Yeah. This...
1: Was a high stick. Yeah. And, anyway, so, overtime it's comes tough in... too,
0: because, like, there was no question it was
1: a four-minute... You know, oh, like yeah, no, no it was, like, he, he, the like, Palat ate the stick. Yeah. Cause, 'Cause like they,
0: they would have really not they would have been really conservative with it with a game like this, like if there was a little bit of blood, like they would have just not called that. I guarantee yeah. it. Just they can't risk that. But um yeah, there was uh, no doubt. Yeah.
1: But we killed it off and yeah. then in overtime you get another just phenomenal hustle play from the Anderson line. Yeah. Um, you know, Anderson takes it in, drives the net, gets one puck towards the net, Caulfield makes a smart play, keeps the play alive. And then, you know, basically an all-out effort play from behind the goal line. Anderson jumps out on the rebound, buries it, and, uh, you know, wins the game. That was huge. Um,
0: Biggest game of the year.
1: Yeah, biggest game of the year. And, you know, we had the right people step up. Um, Like I said, you know, Anderson was that
0: last piece. Like, we really needed him to to get moving here. And, I mean, this is a good time to do it. I just, um, you know, I think his potential in the playoffs is... Is what we're seeing now I just I wish it came out a little earlier obviously we made it through so it's not a huge deal but um if he continues playing like this I mean you know the sky's the limit for this line
1: that's it so I, I basically just want to now just look over each line just out of curiosity so um so said, what
0: hold on let's first start with the substitution Kotkaniemi and Evans.
1: Well that's, yeah that was the next line I was going to go to is Kotkaniemi goes in for Evans and they play Byron Evans and Lakkinen. Yeah. So um we'll break yeah we'll break that up into two parts the Kotkaniemi part and then the one so I mean obviously that's a defensive line.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know it it really did look like that was the line that was just going to go skate around with Yanni Gord. Yeah. And his line basically um not crazy about it i not
0: yeah i think that that they're going back to those few games that that line played together and they're just killing it but yeah i at first i was i, I thought it was more of a you know i i texted you i remember i was like is, yeah. was cocking any that bad like i didn't yeah. i didn't notice him being that bad at all but i don't think it was so much that i think they just needed a wash line basically and yeah. you know, i i think that it yeah
1: i think it's just he kind of didn't fit what they were looking for yeah. in that sense the only thing is, this is, you know, the team was was somewhat struggling to score goals. Yeah. And in the playoffs right now, Kotkaniemi is our 5-on-5 five five goal that's, leader. That's why I was going to say, I, I would have kept Kotkaniemi in. I would have
0: definitely kept Lekkanen with Gallagher and Dano, because they've been incredible. Yeah. And then I would have played Toffoli with Kotkaniemi. That's probably that's, what I would have done. Which
1: is where they were getting a lot of points at the beginning. Of the yeah. year. Now, just thinking with Ducharme, if I'm insisting Evans, and Byron... The other substitution I would have considered, honestly, was giving Stahl one night off. As yeah. much as, like, Eric Stahl, you know, it's count- it, it almost feels counterintuitive. That's, like, take the guy out who's, like, the leader. Mm-hmm. But Army Armia, Perry as a big kind of, like, physical grind line. Like, it- Kotkaniemi is the only center on the team that could replace Eric Stahl. Yeah, for sure. So that was the only thing I was maybe thinking is add a little speed to that line and a little, like, you know, youthful jump. But the ability to play that cycle game and go to the net, because they're Kotkaniemi and Stahl, give or take, the same size. I think Stall's an inch taller, yeah. and they weigh about the same. Yeah, they're... yeah. For so, sure. that was my style. only only thing. But, you know, Kotkaniemi gets the seat, and Stall, Armia, and Perry stay together. Nothing noticeable yeah. with it them. It sucks for
0: him after the... You know, at the end of the day, we won, so I don't think we'll see him for the rest yeah. of the series, basically.
1: They He's... might swap Stahl and Kotkaniemi out. Yeah, but, like, maybe. I'm not... Honestly, like, I I just... I feel like depending on, you know, especially if they're not going to get the matchups they want next game, being back in Tampa, they might want some kind of... Cockney is definitely more physical than stall. Yeah. So we'll see. But that, And then basically the last line I wanted to talk about was um, Gallagher, Deno and to Foley, we've seen it before. Not huge. On I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. And again, I think that's almost like by process of elimination, you just end up with that line. Something worse. Yeah, I just it's not Comparing
0: it to Leckin Denno Gallagher, that line just, you know, they're doing that thing to Leckin again. And I like, know. You know, he such an incredible playoff run for this guy, and like keep that line together because going forward, that is their third line is just going to be killer. Like, yeah. we got to keep that line together and they're going to grow together and it's just, you know, Lekin and Dano, they huge chemistry from the penalty kill all these years. And then Dano, Gallagher, crazy chemistry from playing together all these years, five on five. It's like, it's a match made in heaven. I just yeah. think Toffoli should have just gone down and played with Kotkin Yemi. I think like, no, they have success together and like i don't know why that wasn't the go to but i think they really wanted Evans in there so
1: right, i think they really wanted that specific trio that's yeah. that's what it comes down to and so anyway it's 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 not the worst thing it's just like i i am happy pro- to prioritize anderson suzuki and coffee yeah, cuz i really yeah. wanted them together for a while it just like i couldn't justify it with how poorly anderson was playing. Yeah, Toffoli,
0: you know toffoli has been struggling lately too i mean he's yeah. not really been super noticeable on the ice and Not really any goals. Yeah, so. Yeah, a good playoff run. Just this series. I mean, it's kind of hard to, you know, everyone's been kind of having a bad Tampa series, right? But I just feel like I need something a little bit more from him in the the biggest games that we've played this year. And I think, uh, you know, shuffling it up is probably good. I just hope they're not doing that thing where, like, they can't, you know... They can't argue with it. They can't uh, argue for putting Toffoli onto the third line of the media, so they're not going to do it. Yeah, know no, I, mean? I don't think they're
1: right about that at yeah. this point when Anderson was playing in the bottom six. And yeah. So was, was everyone else basically at oh, one point. By- By-
0: Byron, Cockney, and Amy, Toffoli, I- I'd like to see that next
1: It'd game. be interesting, honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that at all. Because like,
0: that's a very good defensive line still to yeah fully you know cockney underrated defensively byron's obviously an all-star defensively and to fully very good defensively. yeah he's got a very good defensive so it's not state. like it would be a liability I
1: mean, no and then there's three guys who can really put the puck in the net too so yeah. it's a good line it's a it's an idea so anyway i mean that um but you know it, i was just like happy to see them out there working like yeah. I'd say the amount of times I saw Kucherov, there was one specific hit that I saw from Dano on Kucherov, and this was my whole point. Dano's is not a big guy. Yeah. He's like he's like by no means like a, a big centerman, and he hit Kucherov, like Kucherov was gone, like yeah. off the screen, and like this is what I'm talking about. Like you just gotta constantly hit these guys. Point Kucherov. Just hit them
0: for me over and over and over again. For me, that draw was a big one too. But Weber's hit on point is yeah, the, on the one boards really there really got me. Like the guy went flying. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know? he flipped
0: him. And like you gotta play this way. Like this, this is how is, the
1: team's built. You know,
0: like if you're that size, you lose something. Okay, yeah. and it's the fact that you can get bullied on the boards, but if you don't bully the guy on the boards, the guy has no kryptonite. It's like he's he's smaller than you, so he's faster than you. He is. He's more agile than you. You have to play against his cons. Like they, you can't just give the guy all his pros and then you know just not play the cons. It's well, like that's it. it's like that those few games in Calgary where we're just letting Johnny Gaudreau like manhandle us on the half wall.
1: Yeah, it's like just bore him. Like I know. You know like, it's God. like just throw him against the word. It's like he'll net. Like it's it's like he just won't do it anymore because yeah. he thinks you're gonna hit him. Exactly. So when the puck comes, to them, they're just gonna fling it away fast. Yeah, and I'm also happy
0: that we finally started fucking with Pat Maroon in front of the net because yeah, that honestly. guy's got to get out of Carey Price's face. Yeah. It's like it's enough now. You know. Yeah, and I'm also happy that he you know if you watch the warm up he the guy skates up and down the red line looking for a fight we're just not doing it I'm yeah. so happy worst thing you can do right now is give Sherratt, drop the gloves they lose pat maroon we lose our top tier D we lose our top pair D to a broken hand yeah not worth it just no it's not worth it
1: it's again the best way you neutralize players like that is you just don't engage look yeah. how look at how useless Ryan Reeves was yeah he tried to pick a fight every single game and we just looked at him like what are you yeah, do you with can just him? say no. You just say no every time. Yeah. He's going to call you names. Ooh, yeah. You got me. Exactly,
0: yeah. It's like Maroon, uh, maroon. Uh, you know, is chirping Josh Anderson, saying you have as many points as me. And you go back and you score two. That's better than fighting him.
1: Yeah, you, know? you turn around and you go, now I don't. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't have to play your role. <laughs> but anyway. Um, How do you feel going tomorrow? I'm never comfortable against <laughs> nobody. I'm never going to be comfortable so against Especially after the mayor's...
0: Uh, the mayor's input there. Well, that's
1: it. Where it was like just like you know lose this one so you can win it at home. They, no one believes that. No, they, they they wanted to win. You can't.
0: Well, one, you'll you'll lose your franchise if you throw games. Yeah. It's like the NHL will literally take the team away from you. Yeah. Um. Secondly, you can't honestly ask these competitive elite athletes to throw games. Yeah, who like
1: possible. sacrifice like seeing their family, especially and... when
0: you see stuff like this. Like, you know, they look at how. It's very dangerous to give a team like Montreal momentum, clearly with Toronto. Well, that's what okay. I was going
1: to say is 3-1 is not something we're not used to. Mm-hmm.
0: So, exactly. So, like, they, you know, it's something that, you know, they wouldn't just do for shits and giggles because they want to win it in Florida. It's like, you
1: know, it's not a very yeah, good is, we got to bring the fire. Yeah. And if we can bring it back to Montreal for game six, I think similarly to Toronto, um, we'll see a game seven. Yeah, I think if we yeah, I agree. If we bring
0: it to if, if we can take next game, it's it, it's either going to be it's either going to be we lose next game and we am, you know, we obviously they win the cup or, or it's going, going to game, game 7. Yeah. I don't think we're losing game 6. I saw
1: a great tweet. I don't know who it was, but it was so funny. It goes Um, you got to let fans in the stands because the energy between a team that has $100 million on the cap versus a team that's not allowed to have fans isn't fair. Yeah, well,
0: (laughs) my my opinion on this is, you know, obviously public safety comes first, but, you know, you either enforce public safety measures or you don't. So, like, you you either allow the fans in and social distance... Or you don't, and you double down on the public safety measures, and but you don't let twenty thousand people outside standing yeah, exactly. shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, it, it exactly. no
1: difference off. if they're standing outside. They'd they be
0: safer inside, yeah, because like at least the security there is enforcing the mask and enforcing the social distancing. Whereas outside, it's just like a huge oh, mayhem. Riot. Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, yeah, honestly, I, I, if we can again bring it back to Montreal for Game Six, we'll be in Tampa for Game Seven. Um, and then it's one game and i think you know as cliche as it is if you have one game i think to win one game in the nhl and you had to pick one player other than sidney crosby i'm taking carry price oh, yeah, me too. to win one yeah. hockey game yeah like i okay, i don't want to be bold and like say this is what's going to happen but nobody would be surprised if the Canadians go to game 7 and carry price gets a shutout yeah i know nobody just so it would clutch. be it would be almost like the well, I used to be on like Death's Door. To, like, yeah. he he just he he thrives when the pressure's on. Yeah. So anyway, I'm we'll, excited for tomorrow. Yeah, I want to see if they really have to push tomorrow because tomorrow is when the big, you know, the big push from Tampa's coming. Yeah, because that's you know they, they know. really
0: they really want to win for their fans. So yeah, yeah, big one. So we'll catch you guys tomorrow and uh, you know breathe until then.
1: Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at HabsPuckDrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at HabsPuckDrop. We'll see you next time.